We now shift to our tech conversations. Now, the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies confirmed the new date regarding the final switch-off date of analog transmitters, 30 June 2022, 29 days from now. And, uh, yeah, to tell us a bit more about what this thing is, but more importantly, what it's going to mean for us here at the public broadcaster, Ingakombi Ababagumabonagude, and that entire value chain and ecosystem of uh, broadcasting via analog signal, uh, but also what it might mean for taking broadband into the rural areas, because some people have said once uh, this uh, ultra-high frequency spectrum is released, then there are all manner of technologies and applications, some even sitting at places like CSIR, that could be deployed to get the internet to places where the internet is not available at the moment. Joined on the line by uh, one of our colleagues here at the Public Broadcaster, uh, who joins us certainly uh, a seasoned hand at a lot of uh, the things we're going to talk about tonight, senior producer and presenter of Network on SABC News, and that is Pumelele Zondi. Baba, Gunjan. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming through. And, uh, you know, I realized I, on this particular one, Finagaskas Kangalap Enzin, and uh, I knew, I mean, uh, the uh, most knowledgeable of all of us uh, here at the public broadcaster on some of these issues is yourself. And uh, I certainly hope you can help us here. Uh, when we talk about this switch off, yes. what are we talking about? Um, all right, so the TV that um, a lot of South Africans are getting at the moment um, is um, analyst. You, are, you know when your TV would have those black and white, uh, almost fly-looking like things as you're trying to switch TV mm, channels um, yes. from time to time? So um, the plan is to move away from that and to have a smoother um, signal of television, um, of viewing television, and to also possibly have for, um, the, for public broadcasters, and this is not just a South African initiative. It's an international initiative, an international um, telecoms union initiative um, for, uh, for um, citizens to have more choices um, sure. and the ability to see a lot more TV channels and a lot more players to come on board um, to, in the free-to-air space. And, to, and, and for South Africans to then have the ability of having choice without really uh, paying more than the TV license for that choice. Mm. And, you know, I, I mean, I guess the, the other part of it is also trying to use more efficiently what many people suggest is a finite resource, and that is telecommunication spectrum. Oh, totally. Um, because if you then free... Um, a free app um, analog TV, which uses um, satellites that are, um, are up in, in, in the atmosphere, um, that are up in space, um, then you, you, with digital TV, um, the, um, it, it then frees up that, um, that spectrum that can be used in TV white spaces, as you rightfully mentioned, which are those spaces in between the, the TV channels. They, they're there to put the existing TV channels, but they're relatively unused um, in the analog space. So it frees them up so they can then be used to deploy um, internet uh, broadband connectivity to especially the rural communities. And let's talk about that because, I mean, I remember probably, was it 18 months, like 24 months ago, the CSIR talking about something called television white spaces. Yeah. Uh, and they were saying, look, you know, if we can release all this UHF spectrum, um, you know, that my grandmother in the Transkai is busy watching, you know, then we might be able also to use some of that self-same spectrum to have broadband and other services, you know, transmitted via that channel. Talk, talk to yes. us about that. Um, yes, yeah, so they're one of a few organizations that have 
um, gone out to some of these rural communities to um, so, to sort of like pilot some of the possibilities that can happen when you then switch off. Um, to digital by using this um, TV white spaces in order to deploy broadband. There are others, there are um, uh, telecommunications companies and other tech companies that have also done the same um, uh, to deploy and also to deploy these to schools in rural communities um, that don't have internet access. Um, and um, as I mentioned, that these are sort of like those, um, you see them as, as, as black and white flies normally on, on your TV. If they're then freed up, they can then, and, and broadband is actually um, a faster and better than the Wi-Fi that a lot of South Africans sometimes use mm. um, when they want to connect to the Internet. So um, they can then be used for that, for that purpose as well, to, for it to be deployed to rural communities. Sure, sure. Look, I mean, the other element for me that is always of interest with this thing is you've kind of had an entire value chain of broadcasting, yes. right? That has been yes. enabled by analog as a particular kind of technology. And it seems totally. now a lot has changed. There's a bit of a hybrid type of approach. But a big part of that has had as at its core Centec, which is another yes. SOC, which of course provides a lot of services to the SABC. I think the SABC is Centec's largest customer. Um, when we now transition to digital from analog, uh, does that keep Centec in play? Um, and if so, on what basis? Um, well, Centec is um, basically seen as something that's going to drive um, some of these um, set-top boxes um, as, um, as things go digital. Right, um, and they're basically going to be in charge, and um, and uh, they're going to be deploying some of the technology that's going to um, allow for digital TV to go ahead and to continue. But whether they should, whether the, um, this is something that should continue to happen, or whether there are other alternatives, well, maybe that's um, another conversation. But um, mm. they are saying that at the moment, Centec is working alongside the Department of uh, of Communications and Digital technologies in order to drive this and spearhead this process in order for government to try um, and meet what something is a deadline that will not be met, which is June 30. Um, whether um, they're going to be a white elephant beyond that process um, or um, basically a company that can't um, then survive beyond this process and beyond the deadlines that have been set by government, well, that's another conversation altogether because then what once everybody has all these set top boxes and once everybody has all this technology that's needed. But it's interesting that you also speak of the value chain, right? Because mm. the value chain has also, um, because of terrestrial TV, um, this country has had multi-choice. This has had open view because um, because of that, open view owned by e-media, right? And now when you then have a lot more 20-plus, 30-plus channels um, that people can get to watch for free, um, you then might wonder if there really is a need anymore um, for you to get a lot more channels through pay TV platforms because you can get these through just paying for your TV license and getting to watch um, TV through DTT. Mm, mm. You know, it's, 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 I mean, and I guess I, I asked that because there's a big question mark then around the future sustainability of a Centec. A lot of people have talked this up and said, look, you know, uh, if uh, your main customer, which is the SABC, ceases to exist in its current form, that has massive implications. Let's shift to the SABC. 
a lot of complaints in the last while and uh, we also saw back and forth between the ministry and the SABC insofar as the SABC saying well if we do this in a hasty fashion sooner than we are ready mm. this will affect affect the kind of revenue we're able to generate uh, on the back mm. of our you know broadcasting on these analog waves talk talk to us about yes. i guess what you made firstly of that assertion and i guess how the ministry summarily responded to it um so the, it seems like the minister when the minister came in it seems like she went in guns blazing um and said it needed to be done as quickly as possible because remember that the first deadline was the march deadline um and there was a court process and then that process was taken to to the 30th of june um and the SADC is actually right that um yes it has been a, a lot of years the itu Line was 2015. Um, but uh, this is not just because of SABC's doing that things have not been done. Um, there have been processes by government. For example, um, what um, other organizations are saying. Um, it, media monitoring, uh, what they're saying is that people do not have set-top boxes just yet. And there's close to 6 million people without these set, uh, set-top boxes just yet. Um, and if, for example, um, 1.2 million, I believe it is, um, have this set of boxes, it's still nowhere near the number of people that um, will be left out of communication. And again, people who consume the SABC um, as a channel. Therefore, the SABC then loses um, about close to 6 million, uh, 6 million viewers, uh, which then affects the, um, the business of the SABC and, and, and um, also leaves people out of accessing communication if it's done hastily, because um, we got here not just because of the SABC, but because of other processes outside the SABC's control. Um, and, and it then needs to be fixed and needs to be done at a slower process. That then takes care of the consumer as well. Yeah, and uh, I guess, I mean, all of these transitions, as with any change, will always have an impact on um, many jobs, many livelihoods in the chain. Uh, and I think many people might be asking themselves that. Uh, well, but some people might also say mm. that there could be jobs that might be created as well. Because, Indeed. for example, if you a channel um, in future that might be available on this platform um, um, or programs that might be available on this platform, whereas before um, you needed to um, go through um, other hoops and go through pay TV platforms, then maybe more jobs um, might open up in television, as was. We do know that um, jobs have uh, been seen to be um, uh, to be reducing in, in broadcasting and other media spaces in the last two years. So there are both sides of the coin, where it, but it needs to be done. And yes, South Africa has delayed um, because the international deadline was 2015. We are basically already seven years late, almost a decade late in this process. But um, it can't be hastily done, but it needs to be done. Aya? Um, no, sorry about this, Pumila. I was just wondering, what happens on 30 June, right? Uh, I mean, Sekule, Google, and Y2K, where people were like, yeah, all, all the machines <laughs> will stop working yes. on a particular day. Um, there is, I guess, that a lot of anticipation, but a lot of anxiety from people to say, what then happens um, just on that day when the switch-off happens? 
I was in Finland in 2007 um, when their switch-off happened as part of a student program there. Mm. Um, it happened in August 2007. And essentially, if you did not have this set-top box or um, a new TV um, that could broadcast um, digital signal, um, your TV just switched off and you were not going to get TV beyond that day onwards until you'd sorted yourself out. So that's basically all, what it means. Um, I shouldn't say it's all it means. It's it's what it means because it's you. Yeah. They don't have the sets of boxes because um, some of them, um, it's funny that information has also not really properly gone out, right? Because I remember when I was in Josini and asked uh, random people on the street. Uh, Josini is rural area, northern Guadalupe-Natal, towards the border with Mozambique. Randomly asked people on the streets if um, they had the sets of box and the type of TV they had. Um, and many people in the rural area that I, I, I spoke to said they have the older um, model of uh, um, of TV sets. They'd seen um, information on their TV sets that they needed to go to the post office. Some of them had seen SMSs that they needed to go to the post office, but they did not have enough information on what this is, what it actually meant, and they complained about the education aspect of um, the, the repercussions and the implications of not going to the post office. But then again, um, in Johannesburg on network, uh, one of the producers went to one of the um, of the post offices in Johannesburg, and they said they did not have these set-top boxes. Um, and so if you can't find them in post offices um, and there aren't enough of them available, there's a switch-off date that's looming and there hasn't been enough information, what then happens to those people? Where do they go? Um, so. Because, yeah, there aren't, there aren't enough set-top boxes available for them. What happened to the ones that people were saying were gathering dust after the Uwasa mess? Um, I mean, or can those not be used anymore? Um, well, you see, those are all the questions. And, and how old? Because the technology also um, exactly. gets yeah. old. It gets older as well, right? Um, what happens to older models of these um, set-top boxes? Because this is a process um, that that should have started years ago, that started close to two decades ago in other parts of the world. Um, so that older technology, what then happens to, mm. um, to it today? These are all the questions that, um, that need to be answered. Yo. Bob Zond, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us, man. And uh, yeah, I want us to talk to you to, uh, closer and closer to the 30th of June uh, so that we can reassure our people Y2K that might happen, you know? Um, when maybe we say Y2K, we have information the way they should. I guess. I guess, my brother. Thank you so much. That's more than Spumelele Zondi there speaking to us uh, tonight and uh, he's a senior producer and presenter of Network uh, out in, in the newsroom here at uh, the uh, Public Broadcaster and uh, speaking to us for our tech conversations tonight.